fat guy in a little coat. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. You're listening to the dirtiest motherfucker in Texas. On Fat Guy Loves Cake. Hey everybody and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. Got a brand new spanking episode for you here on Wednesday, September the 21st. The first 2022. I swore I wasn't going to go back and restart the show or do any editing. So if I fuck up, that's just too bad. Okay. I said the first, and we're just going to have to deal with it. Okay. Hi. Thank you for giving me your time. I'm going to bring you a comedy podcast. It's going to be 30 minutes or less, just like your pizza was back in the 80s, except it will not be delivered by a stinky hippie in a Honda with gas coming in through the radio. How are you? Thank you for being here. I'm hoping to have a whole bunch of new listeners. Not that I don't have a wonderful large group of listeners already, but I'm hoping to have a large new group of listeners because I made myself kind of viral on this Generation X Facebook page that I'm a part of. 63,000 members it has. Now, I'm not saying that I got through to 63,000 people, but everybody was doing this selfie thing, put your selfie up, and I thought, oh, man, you know what? I'm hitting the thong, <laughs> spreading out in front of the Texas flag Lone Star mural on the side of the old bank downtown, posted my selfie, and sure enough, I got some attention. And I was able to do some shameless promotion by putting a comment in there, directing people towards this podcast, because as you all know, being a Gen Xer, I love to talk about the 80s because it was the greatest decade ever. Now, let me uh, fill you new guys in. Um, I talk about a lot of uh, stuff that's dirty. I am not a pervert or anything like that. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. But, you know, my radio personality, he's got a real fucking problem. I love talking about the 80s. I try not to talk about the 80s too much because I didn't want to alienate my crowd to uh, to just Gen Xers. But as statistics will show in my server is that the only people listening to me are, in fact, Gen Xers. I mean, like literally 35 to 50 year old people is like 80 percent of my listeners. And then the rest is Japan. It's a, it's, it's a Japanese crowd. I'm uh, 188th in Japan. I'm very proud of that. Holding strong in comedy podcasts in Japan. So, uh, Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, for all of you listening over there on your island. Uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, I got some love. I want to let me open this up real quick. I got uh, currently the thong picture is sitting at 881 likes, laughs, or hearts with 160 comments. Let me just kind of breeze through them. It started off a little negative. You know, you know how the internet can be. It can be ugly. People can be not nice just because when you do something like that, when you put yourself out there, it's not like I have some rock and body or anything, you know, but I'm not afraid to, to put up. The funny thing is, is that was done in a very, very public place facing traffic. So I was getting a lot of, ha ha ha, you know, people acknowledging that a man is standing there in a thong and uh, in broad daylight during rush hour traffic. And I wasn't concerned with that, you know, being embarrassed. That's like an impossibility for me. What I was really concerned about was, will I get arrested for having my butt cheeks out 
Because like the last thing I wanted to do was go to jail in a thong, you know, eight hours in holding, freezing cold. I mean, it's already hugging my nuts up pretty good. I'll just look like, <laughs> like a fucking Ken doll if I go in there. I don't want to go to jail in a thong. So we got that uh, photo shoot done real quick, like, and uh, it started off with the comments were like, "Oh my god, my eyes and all this shit," and typical fucking people being mean, you know, people acting like. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, I'm so sorry about my hideous body. I know I go by fat guy loves cake, but I'm not really fat. Okay, I am actually fat. I was able to suck 30 pounds of gut up for that picture up inside of my body. So don't let the picture fool you. It is not photoshopped, but I am a fat guy. And I am fond of cake. And having sex with it. (laughs) A conversation I had today for another time. So the comments... Started off a little ugly, and I thought, oh, here we go with the trolls. And then they just like went straight to positive. And I'm like, wow, thanks. Uh, so let's see. We got love the confidence. Funny goes a long way. Uh, I love men and their humor. You are braver than any one of us. God bless Texas. You rock. You're my spirit manimal. Love your personality. This is great. Got to hand it to you. You are brave, etc., etc. You know, so very fucking cool. Very fucking cool. My ego is like super duper inflated. Thank you everyone from the Generation X Facebook page. I hope that you tune in continuously. I promise you a good show three times a week. And if anyone listening is not a part of that page, it's called Generation X, Our World. Built by Latchkeys and powered by Sarcasm. So I want to talk about Netflix because uh, I, okay, now I am a huge pop culture nerd. Any longtime listener is going to know that. But I love pop culture. I love to watch everything, good or bad. I have to be like this huge know-it-all. And I I don't like Netflix. I have all of the streaming services. I pay for every single one of them. And I'm constantly bouncing around. Hulu is my personal favorite. I think Hulu is consistently the best. Oh, and I cannot say again enough that you need to get stars and watch The Serpent Queen. It's only two episodes in, but it is fucking awesome. So Netflix... Have you noticed that Netflix is nothing but Netflix shows now? I got to think that there's some guy in an office, right? And his job is to read scripts and they're just getting mailed in, you know, like (laughs) probably fucking handwritten with 13 pages as opposed to the usual 150 that a script should have or whatever, you know, the Hollywood quota is for turning a script and I've never actually done one. Although I am seriously considering it since Netflix is green lighting everything. But I think there's a guy that sits in an office in Netflix and his only job is to say yes or no. And I don't think he has the balls to say no to anyone. Netflix puts out like 50 fucking shows a week, brand new, all original programming from Netflix. And none of them last more than a season. They get canceled and the, the good ones get canceled along with the bad ones. So out of the 50 terrible shows that Netflix makes, one of them becomes a huge fan favorite, and the rest of them slowly go the way of the Buffalo. But it's not fair, because the fans don't want to see these good shows canceled, but they're all, it's like Netflix is just, you know, they go, well, what did we make last year? Yeah, just scrap it all. We've got thousands of more shows to get to. Who's greenlighting these fucking terrible shows, man? And Netflix at this point is nothing but Netflix. You know, I mean, there are movies on there that aren't made by Netflix, but you have to actually look for them. Netflix is like, may we suggest something TV recommended for you? 
movies for you. And they all got that big fucking red N in the corner. No, Netflix. I don't want to watch your garbage-ass shows. See, Netflix hit it big with a few shows. Stranger Things is incredible, okay? You could tell probably from the script before they ever cast it, before they ever made a location, before they ever started saying, okay, we're cool with making it in the 80s. Stranger Things was going to be a fucking hit, and they ended up getting a fantastic cast. The youth in that are, I mean, one of the kids in there has already made like a shitload of hits, you know, movies, Ghostbusters, Afterlife, It. Uh, so, you know, when you have a hit like that, this is what I love about HBO. HBO takes a shitload of money and they invest it into a handful of shows and they give them a chance to develop. They give them a chance for people to catch on to them over time. They give them like two or three seasons at least. Whereas Netflix is like, well, we didn't have a million kids tune into the transvestite, lesbian, Count Chocula, transgender fucking pick of the week that we made. So uh, cancel it. But it never had any time to get popular. I might have liked to have watched the transgender Lucky Charms Count Chocula uh, band camp <laughs> series or whatever. But I never had a chance to see it. And if it only gets one season, you know, because I look, it says one season. And if I see that that last season was 2019, I know another one's not coming. So I'm not going to fucking watch because there's no point in watching if you're not going to make more. Because inevitably, I'm going to get to the last episode, and either I'm going to go, well, I don't care, or I'm going to go, oh, man, I wish there was more, or there'll be a cliffhanger, and I'll go, well, I fucking at least want to know what happens. And that is Netflix, in a nutshell. That's what they do. And uh, I think maybe I should just write my own script, you know, send it to Netflix, and, uh, you know, just make it nonsense. Maybe it'll get a green light. I don't know. I'll make a a show about a guy, and uh, he has talking silverware. And, uh, you know, like each piece of silverware, like the fork and the butter knife and the spoon, they all have different personalities, kind of like Herman's head. You guys remember that show? Okay. So each piece of silverware has a different personality, you know, like the spoons real fucking fat and vulgar. And, uh, the, the fork is like a skinny, uh, shy girl. And, uh, the butter knife's kind of like, uh, you know, a know-it-all or something. I don't know, but his, his silverware talks to him. And, uh, you know, he goes throughout his day every time he has a meal. He, you know, he talks to them at the table. He can't have dates. You know, he brings a woman over. He makes her dinner. The silverware's bitching at him. She can't hear the silverware, but he can. And then the big twist is he's fucking crazy because he's talking to silverware. And then all of a sudden, a time portal opens up. No, no good. I'm going to do it. You, just wait. Just watch. I, I, do, I always do what I say I'm going to do. And that is... I'm going to send a script to Netflix. I'm going to. I'm going to write something so insane and send it to them. I'll get started on that soon. I'll keep you guys posted. Um, I worked on a song today. I know some of you guys are probably getting tired of me always playing music, but I think it's funny. Uh, Note to all of you who are uh, new to the show. There is a podcast called Nerds Talking the Podcast that I'm very, very good friends with. And we are all heterosexual men. Um, nerds, and uh, but we like to make a lot of gay slander towards each other because it's fun, and we really, I guess, probably are gay for each other in real life, and this is our way of expressing it. Uh, I've made a lot of songs about uh, the host Lafayette, one of the hosts, but the main host, the main man, the main MC Lafayette. I've made a lot of songs about our gay love, 
I'm going to play one of them at the end of the show, because if you're new to the show, I want you to hear it. It's a country song, and it's called California Boy. So that'll be the last thing I play for you guys. Stick around for the end of the show. That is a song entirely done by me, professing my love to Lafayette. Uh, in the last show, there was one for Carlos, and um, I do a lot of stuff about Johnny Butt stuff. Uh, also, a subject that comes up quite frequently is butt stuff. I have an obsession with talking about butt stuff and saying the words butt stuff. So let me let you new guys know now that if you want a sticker, and I'm talking about a big one, it's a four inch by four inch, very, very well made vinyl sticker in the vein of I Heart New York, except it says I Heart Butt Stuff. If you would like one, or if you'd like one that's the same size, a 4 by 4 inch one of Fat Guy Loves Cake with Joey Valentine, they are free, absolutely 100% free. I give them out to anyone who asks for them. All you got to do is email me your address, and I will send you them gratis. So go and send me an email at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. I will not store your address. I will not do anything. I'm not a fucking weirdo. I'm the one guy in the world who doesn't send dick pics. Okay, so you can trust me with your Addy. That being said, I made a song today called Gargle My Sack or Gargle My Balls or something like that. It's kind of a rap song, and I don't really know where I was going with it. It's not for anyone, but I made it. It's going to happen, so you're going to have to deal with it. So we're going to take a break, play one commercial, and then the song, and then I'll be back with you because we're going to talk about some serious fucking 80s movies that I watched today and dissect them a little bit and uh, then i'm also going to discuss how i have a serious anger problem when i play video games all right we'll be right back this is lafayette from nerds talking the podcast and you're listening to joey valentine on fat guy loves kate also i really love penis yum 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 We here at Netflix understand that you could go anywhere for your streaming services. Some people like a lot of penis and they go to HBO. Some people like actual good quality programming and they go to places like Hulu. But at Netflix, we've got something the others don't. A shitload of original programming that's guaranteed not to last more than one season, no matter how much you like it, because we're going to cancel it. Shitload. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Because unlike those premium channels that make you wait a week to watch every episode, we give you the whole season at one time. One time. You want 50 episodes the day it's released? Oh yeah, you do. We're gonna blow our load all over your fucking face. Open up wide. Swallow Netflix. Do you want 30 meaningless television shows that'll never see a second season? I do, I do. Well then open up wide and swallow my cock. Swallow my cock. You want to see shows that have done the same fucking thing over and over again? Guaranteed to never, ever see a second season. Oh yeah. Netflix has got hundreds of them and there's more to come. Because at Netflix, we green light fucking everything. Netflix, your home for Netflix.
Let me see you open your mouth real wide I'm gonna take my nuts and put them inside Fill your mouth with water and see if they float Let me dunk my nuts in the back of your throat You got the biggest fucking mouth anyone's ever seen Won't you goggle my balls like the Listerine Just stretch your jawline and lean your head back Ooh girl I see your tonsils, now here comes my sack Goggle my sack, goggle my sack Goggle my sack, won't you goggle my sack? Goggle my sack, goggle my sack, goggle my sack, won't you goggle my sack? Won't you goggle my sack? Goggle my sack, oh please. Begging you, girl. Welcome back and thank you for hanging around for the second half of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that stuff. I always do little fake stuff, uh, fake movie trailers, fake commercials. I do a lot of music. I love making music. I was getting kind of obsessed for a while with making fake Amber Heard and Johnny Depp movie trailers about her shitting in the bed. You can go back and listen to older episodes if you want to hear those. I think they're quite hilarious. Probably only I do, but that's fine. (laughs) I can live with that. So what did I watch today? I watched fucking Vacation, the original Vacation, and then European Vacation. No, I'm sorry. I watched them the other way around. I watched European Vacation, and then I watched Vacation. And, man, I mean, it just it holds up. It's so strong, even to this day, man. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck I was going to talk about that for. I miss movies like Vacation. You know, I miss... PG-13. See, it had a whole new meaning back in the 80s. It meant you were going to see boobs. Like, guaranteed. If you got a PG-13 rating, they knew they could sneak boobs in. And it wasn't just like a like a flash. It was like a good, solid close-up. And when you're 12, that's fucking awesome. You didn't actually have to be 13 to get into a PG-13 movie. And I don't remember anyone ever asking me. I mean, what are they going to do? Fucking card me like to make sure I'm 13. There was a movie theater. Actually, it's still here down the street from my house, but it's now something else. It's like a children's museum, but it was called the Playhouse, and it was a dollar theater. And when I'd come visit my grandmother, I would always go there. I got to skip school and come to town, see my grandmother, and I'd go and I'd hit the dollar show and I'd pay $1 and I'd see every fucking movie. I'd go from one to the next to the next. All day long on that buck. I mean, there was nothing but PG-13 and R-rated movies all the time. You know, you may or may not know this. If a movie says the word fuck more than once, it automatically becomes R-rated. So if you notice, all PG-13 movies get one fuck. So the next time you're watching a PG-13 movie, be on the lookout for that fuck. I'm not joking. It'll be one fuck. As soon as you hit two, that's how you can know if a movie's rated R. If you hear fuck, you know, a couple of times right there in the beginning, okay, it's not a rated movie. 
but the PG, PG-13 R rating system was so much different in the 80s. You could say fuck in a PG movie. There are several movies from the 80s that say the word fuck twice and are PG rated. Can you believe that shit? What a different time. But PG-13 had the boobs and R was going to be like <laughs> dicks poking through shower walls and oh my god, Revenge of the Nerds. I'm not even going to get into Revenge of the Nerds. That's all kinds of wrong. Anyone that remembers that, there are so many felonies committed in that movie. I can't believe, you know, it was just such a fucking different time. I was just talking about this the other day. I mean, everyone was smoking. You could smoke anywhere. I used to take the Greyhound bus, and I'd smoke the whole time. Could you imagine in 2022 smoking in a Greyhound bus? I can't even imagine anymore smoking an IHOP. And we used to sit in there in high school for fucking hours and hours and just chain smoke cigarettes and pop creamers for the coffee on each other like we were spooging on each other in the face. Like, ah, ah, <laughs> completely fucking the place up. Those poor, poor waitresses. If I could, if I had a way to go back and identify which ones I made their life hell, I'd go and I'd give them a big fat fucking tip. I didn't know any better. I was a kid. I hadn't uh, yet discovered alcohol. I didn't know that you could just stay home and get drunk and enjoy life. <laughs> but yeah, vacation. I watched vacation, European vacation. And uh, I mean, what can I say? If, if you're listening to this show, you've already seen them a hundred times. I watched Heather's. Heather's is out fucking standing. I remember what I wanted to say. Uh, I'm one of those people who like laughs at the thing that nobody else laughs at. Now, sometimes it's something that people are supposed to laugh at, but there's always something like one thing in a movie that gets me and doesn't really make everyone else laugh as hard as I laugh. And for me, it's Heather's and it's the scene where they're at the funeral after the two football players have supposedly killed each other because they're gay uh, and they're coming out of the, of the church and one of the jocks grabs one of the nerds and uh, he puts him in a headlock and he says, uh, he says, say you like to suck dicks. Say you like to suck big dicks. And he's like, okay, okay. You like to suck big dicks. <laughs> he punches him. And then I got, a, I got a clip of it. And then he, the jock punches the nerd and the nerd says, okay, okay, okay. I like to suck big dicks. Oh, mm, mm. <laughs> I fucking lose it every time at that part. Just that part. You know, the way he emphasizes the mmm, hear it again. I like to suck big dicks. Oh, mm, mm. It's fucking classic, man. What a great movie. What a fucking great cast. Winona and Christian Slater in their prime. And uh, I heard there was a remake. I have not had a chance to track that down. So I don't know. Is there somebody email me and tell me? I mean, I guess I could Google it, but uh, I'm giving you a reason to email me now. Or actually email me and tell me if it's any good. I don't need to tell me if it exists. I know it exists. I, don't, I just don't know if it's a TV show or if it's a movie. But either way, somebody tell me what you think about it. Fucking email me for any reason whatsoever. I love getting messages on the show. I love when people tell me, hey, talk about this. And I especially love when people say talk about this from the 80s. I guess that's about all the 80s I'm actually going to talk about for now. 
But I did want to talk about one nerdy thing before I wrap up the show, and that is Grand Theft Auto. I recently purchased Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy. It is Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, all remastered and wrapped into one. And I'm not happy with how fucking difficult it is. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the game. I am going to talk about how I have an issue with being very angry. It's just a game, right? I've dealt with this a lot. Uh, my ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, they've always noticed that I have a problem. And uh, I, I always, like, I turn into this whiny little baby. I go, that's fucking bullshit. And, uh, but I'm not the worst. I have friends that are, like, insane. Okay? But um, I started getting kind of aggro today with this fucking Grand Theft Auto 3. This game's 20 years old. I don't remember it being this hard. It's pissing me off. But I have had issues. I wanted to tell you a story about a time. I was at the thrift store. I was at the Goodwill here in town, and I was shopping. I was thrift shopping. I was looking for some snazzy. I'm always on the lookout for really fucking cool pants. But then the 90s happened, and Kurt Cobain was wearing cardigans all the time. And everybody started going to the thrift store. And now if you find any kind of cool pants there, they're going to be like 50 fucking dollars. And, you know, fucking Goodwill, man. Uh, that's the subject for another time. But anyway, I was at Goodwill and there was an Xbox game. It was poker. I love poker. I'm very good at, it. I love Texas Hold'em. I've won a lot of tournaments locally. And there was a Texas Hold'em Xbox game for three bucks. And I was like, fucking rad, dude. I can sit at home, drink my scotch and just play poker on the Xbox. And so it's like any other game. It has a, a quest, you know, it has a, uh, a campaign as it were. And that is you travel all over the United States and you win all these tournaments, qualify for the big number one champion of the world tournament. That's going to be in Las Vegas. Well, there's no like saving the game. You know, once you lose, you lose and you're out. Okay, so you play through all these different cities. You're in Phoenix, you're in Dallas, you're in Atlanta, you're in New York, you're in Los Angeles. You finally get to Vegas, and you have to win it all, right? Well, computers are predictable. They have code, they have algorithms, and once you learn how to beat them, you can beat them. But when you get to the last guy in Vegas, now I want to tell you, this happened to me three times in a row, so I'm not being a psychopath here when I say this. Three times in a row, I got to the fucking head-to-head, heads-up play on Texas Hold'em Poker. And I pulled, like, four fucking kings, and he pulled four aces. Every fucking time. Like, all three times. Whatever insane hand I had, he fucking beat by just one level up. I literally had four kings, and he had four aces. Never in the history of poker. Ever has four kings seen four aces for a championship in heads up play? Well, when this happened the first time, I said, okay, that's bullshit. I thought, well, maybe the game's just testing me. Maybe they want me to do another playthrough to prove that I'm really dedicated to winning this tournament. So I did. But then it happened again, and it happened with the same goddamn cards. So I calmed down. I took a few shots. And I got back into the game and I did it a third time and it happened to me again. It seriously happened to me again. And I took the game and I went into my backyard and I, <laughs> and I pinned it to my chain link fence with a clothespin and I 
shit you not, dear listeners, I put a buckshot through it with my fucking 12 gauge in the city. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely liquefied that fucking disc. Uh, you know, I don't have anger problems. I do have cheating problems. Fucking cheating motherfuckers, man. So anyway, that was the end of that game and the end of that story and the end of this show. Remember, you can get free stickers from me. Oh, I also have magnets. I'm only giving them out to special people, like the ones who like legitimately want a fat guy loves cake magnet. I only have a, I think I have seven left. And I have lots of I heart butt stuff stickers and lots of Joey Valentine fat guy loves cake stickers. If you want them, all you gotta do is ask fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com shows are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, bright and early for you to listen to. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Remember to hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and please be nice. I will see you guys on Friday. Let Lafayette down at the old fishing hole. That was when he showed me more than his new fishing pole. He laid it down gently in the old briar patch. He said if I would like to pitch, then he'd really like to catch the California boy. Meets a Texas man. Nothing you can do But take his hand And show me how to love And don't be too rough You gotta take it easy When you're doing but stuff My California boy Never thought I'd find a love with a man to be true. Lafayette said it's a secret just between me and you. He rubbed me like a pony running down at the racetrack. Life ain't been the same since this mountain got broke back. When a California boy meets a Texas man. Nothing you can do But take his hand And show me how to love And don't be too rough You gotta take it easy When you're doing much stuff But California Oh